Before we get started with today's show, I'm here to tell you about Brez Coffee Company, made by gamers for gamers right here on the Gulf Coast in Pensacola, Florida. Do you like lighter medium roast? Then try the Necro Medium, Holy Grail Light, or Stamina Boost. Or if you're like me and prefer darker roast, try the Critical Dark or the Coup Slayer Mocha Roast. But what if you can't pick just one? Then try one of their specialty sample packs, perfect for an all-night gaming or in the case of my fellow filmmakers, an all-night editing session. Forget about all the crappy coffee you've been buying at the grocery store and head on over to brezcoffeeco.com. Use the promo code DDE at checkout to get 10% off your order. Have you ever thought to yourself after listening to this podcast, why didn't Derek ask this question? Or why didn't he ask that question? I know I certainly have. Well, you get the chance to do that if you sign up for my Patreon at patreon.com slash ddiamondpodcast. You get the chance to ask guests of the show a question. If you're a fan of the top five list, you get the chance to vote on what the topic will be. You also get early access to episodes, accessibility to my film scripts, and so much more. And you can do so by heading over to patreon.com slash ddiamondpodcast. And we want to thank our Patreon, Tim Spivey. Thank you so much for your continued contributions to the podcast. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the Derek Diamond Experience Podcast, where every week I take a look inside the world of film and television with those who have lived it and experienced it. I am your host, Derek Diamond, and I'm going to be completely honest with you all. I am exhausted right now. I may not sound like it, but as I'm recording this episode, I have my first day off in about two and a half weeks or so. Mother's Day was the last day uh, that I had off. Uh, We started... The Blue Wahoo season a couple of weeks ago wrapped up a 12-game homestand, so a little, little tired, a little tired, and uh, you know the the past couple of weeks have been really busy. In addition to that, Pensacon was this past weekend, which I got to attend uh, in a more limited basis than what I've done in the past, but still got to go. I got to go with my fiance our first convention together. So that was a lot of fun. We got to meet some really cool people and had had an overall good time. Both panels went well uh, that you'll be hearing uh, over the next couple of weeks on this show as well as Nerd Cave Retro. Defending Bad Movies will be released for next week's show. Uh, so you'll have that to look forward to. But for this week, I wanted to do our monthly top five list. And as I've mentioned before, this is one of the highlights of, of the show. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have an interview booked for this week's show, but a good turnout for this month's top five list. And I thought this would be really interesting to do top five television characters. And I'll be the first to admit I'm much more of a movie fan than I am of TV, but television has really become more prevalent especially over the last few years with the introduction of Netflix, Hulu, and other various streaming platforms. And it's really become quite possibly more popular than movies. You know, with theaters being shut down for the most part over the last year due to the pandemic, television has become, you know, the the go-to medium to watch. And I think an advantage that TV has over movies is that you 
can get to know the characters more when it comes to TV. Because in a movie, you have roughly two hours to introduce a character, develop them, and have them resolve their conflict by the end of the movie. But with television, you can have much more breathing room. You know, if you're a writer, you have more real estate, if you will, to develop characters. And you really get to learn their nuances and their quirks and different situations that they go through. And a lot of people become very attached to television characters. You look at shows like Friends, uh, Breaking Bad, and even some of the, you know, the, the sitcom days like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Malcolm in the Middle, other uh, various shows that I can think of, people become attached to them. And it's almost like you know these characters as real people and you look forward to what they're doing every single week for however long the show goes. And you get to the longer standing shows like Cheers, like Frasier. It, it, it becomes a part of you in a way, like watching these characters develop and go through these various situations. And it can become really emotional when shows end and you don't see these characters anymore. But I think you also value your time in getting to know said characters. So I thought this would be a really fun list to do. And I restricted this to live action because at some point I want to go back and do top five animated characters because to me, like I can make that a whole separate list because I can think of so many animated characters that I like too from my childhood. So we're going to keep it at live action for uh, this episode. And I got to give the listeners credit. You guys came up with some really, really good lists that I had the pleasure of uh, going through and, uh, and viewing because it's the same thing with other lists that we've done on this show the list can be so different and it really makes you think, you know, cause I, I try to do my list before I read everyone else's because I find that, you know, I'll look at say, you know, Brandon Rutledge's list or Wade Vatican's list. And I, it kind of makes me think, Oh, I completely forgot about that person. So it, it's, it's really, really cool. And I appreciate you guys submitting your list, especially on, on kind of short notice, because I, I think I made the post on Friday that I was going to do this list and I'm recording this episode on a Monday. So uh, we're just going to dive right in to my list. And for those who might be new to the top five, what I'm going to do is list my honorable mentions and then I'll go through my five through one and then I'll go through everyone else's list. So we're going to start with some honorable mentions and this could have easily been a a top 10 list because I, I have over five honorable mentions. I have uh, Johnny Lawrence from Cobra Kai, and I know he started as a film character, but I feel like with the introduction to Cobra Kai, you really get to see his story fleshed out. And he becomes, you know, a, a character that, yes, he's very flawed and he's done some pretty terrible things, but you root for him to improve his life. And I find myself becoming more of a fan of him. The more times I go back and watch the show and really curious to see what happens with him in season four, especially with him and Daniel seemingly putting aside their grudge to go up against uh, Kreese and the Cobra Kai dojo. 
Do I think that it's going to go smoothly? No, I actually think their tension is going to be a very big focal point of season four and trying to work together. And I'm really excited to see it. But I, I've really enjoyed the development of the Johnny Lawrence character through Cobra Kai. Uh, Din Djarin from The Mandalorian. I think The Mandalorian has been the best thing that's happened to Star Wars since the original trilogy. I will put The Mandalorian over the new trilogy as well as the prequels. Because it, it dives into that period that I think is pretty unexplored when it comes to Star Wars canon. That being a few years after Return of the Jedi when the Empire is... You know, seemingly overthrown, Palpatine has been defeated, Vader's gone. So the galaxy is a very interesting place. And I remember being cautiously optimistic about the Mandalorian because it was something that I didn't really know much about. I mean, when you think of Mandalorian, you think of Boba Fett. But we knew it wasn't going to be focused on Boba Fett. And I think that was the right way to go because you develop new characters in a largely unexplored part of the Star Wars universe. And I, I think Pedro Pascal did a phenomenal job. I mean, we'll continue to do a phenomenal job with The Mandalorian. I know we won't get season three for a while, but I'm really curious to see where they go with it. I'll also throw in Moira Rose from Schitt's Creek. This was a show that Samantha introduced me to not too long after we started dating. And I was shocked to see that the mom from Home Alone was playing such a completely different type of character. And to me, she is the highlight of that whole show. I mean, they're, they're all great. They all work together very well. But she has been the one to me from the beginning that has stood out when it comes to comedy and just overall great situations that she's involved with. She's made me laugh the most out of that entire show. So uh, I have to put her... In my honorable mentions. I'll also throw in Benedict Cumberbatch's Sherlock from the Sherlock series. Absolutely incredible series. And I know that the Robert Downey Jr. movies, they have their fans. And I don't dislike those movies. They're just a different take on Sherlock. But I love Benedict Cumberbatch's take on the character. How he's much more cerebral and honestly more serious and I just love the universe that that show built throughout its run. I'll also throw in Oliver Queen from the Arrow series, played by Stephen Emil, who I actually got to meet a couple of times in Atlanta at the uh, Heroes and Villains Fan Fest. Super nice guy, and I thought he played the character perfectly. He's still my favorite character in the CW DC universe that they've built for television. I just loved his very flawed take on the character and watching him develop from essentially a serial killer into what he became. And that show is still, like I said, my favorite of the CW universe. I also have to throw in Frasier Crane from Cheers and Frasier. I remember watching Cheers, and I'm going to get into the show more in depth a little bit later on in my top five list, but I got I got to see the tail end of Cheers. I got to see its last two seasons before it went off the air and concluded its run. And Frasier was one that I was always interested in him because he was very much like a fish out of water. 
because you you have the show that takes place in a bar with everyday people and he's you know the like snot-nosed upper crust you know proper prim and proper psychiatrist and he's so out of place but his comedy is different than everyone else's but it fits in a way because he doesn't fit in and watching him in his early years try to fit in with Sam and Norm and Cliff Woody all those other characters and eventually he does but he's still very different from all those other characters so I I thought Kelsey Grammer played it perfectly and of course he went on for another decade to play that character and I'd be curious to know if anyone's played a character longer than Kelsey Grammer played Fraser Crane and you know the they're saying that Fraser's getting a revival with Paramount Plus that I, I'll be very interested in seeing and I will say this for those who didn't watch Frasier he was the host of his own radio show where he would give advice to people who would call in if he's not a podcast host they have missed a huge opportunity because I think that would be a great play on what happened years ago in the original run of the show but diving into my top five list my number five is Jean-Luc Picard from Star Trek The Next Generation I'm kind of ashamed to admit it, but I never watched the original Star Trek run. I still haven't watched a full episode of that series, but I love The Next Generation. I remember watching it as a kid with my grandmother and instantly being drawn to two characters. One was Data, who would be in my honorable mentions as well, but also Jean-Luc Picard, because I loved his almost no-nonsense take on commanding the Enterprise. And I know it's very different from Captain Kirk, where Captain Kirk was kind of a bookworm when he was younger and then became, to put it bluntly, a hellraiser when he was an adult. With Picard, it was the opposite. He was always getting into trouble when he was younger. And then he was this you know, intimidating figure on the Enterprise. And whenever he would go on away missions... It would be a big deal because Riker made it very clear that he did not want Picard to go. Like, first officer leads the away missions. But when Picard would go, it was a huge deal. And to me, my favorite episodes were centered around him. And part of that has to deal with Patrick Stewart. And he's one that I could watch him in anything. Like, if you tell me Patrick Stewart is going to be in this movie or this show... I'm going to watch it. And I've enjoyed the you know the revival with the Picard series and I'm very curious to see what happens with Q in um in uh, season 2. So love Jean-Luc Picard, glad that his character is back. I know we've got to wait a bit for season 2, but I think it'll be worth it. My number 4 is Walter White from Breaking Bad, the show that to me introduced binge-watching to the world because it was on Netflix and everybody had to catch up on it to lead up to the final season and just watching Brian Cranston's take on this chemistry teacher who went bad and he you know, went through questionable means in order to get money and he ended up being sucked into that lifestyle and just watching him become like this, this drug lord, crime lord, kingpin, whatever you want to call it was so fascinating. And I remember watching that final season 
as it aired, and just every episode was just a one emotional gut punch after another. The journey was was incredible, and I still think it's one of the best shows that's ever been made. And I I loved I loved Breaking Bad, one of the best shows of all time. Number three is Michael Scott from The Office, and I I liked The Office whenever it made its original run. It's similar to Cheers and Breaking Bad. I didn't really get into it until it was near its near the end of its run. And then going back and watching it on Netflix and now on Peacock, because it's a show that, you know, here at my house, we have on quite a bit because it's, you know, you have those shows that you can put on as background noise, but you still find yourself in certain moments sitting down and watching those episodes. And I thought Steve Carell played Michael Scott perfectly he was the glue that held that show together. And in the beginning, and I know we, we got into this in great detail when I did uh, the Office Roundtable with Wally and Josh uh, late last year, but Michael Scott was not a very likable person in the beginning of the show because he was socially awkward and he was kind of a jerk to his employees. But I think through his employees, he became a likable person. Like he became, he still had his moments where he was not, but he became lovable in a way that he was just so awkward. And so like he, if Michael Scott were a real person and you knew him, like as soon as he would say something, you just do, you do the Picard face palm. But Steve Carell made that character so entertaining and I honestly think it was a bit of an injustice to him that he was not more involved in the final episode. And it could have been that Steve Carell was only available for a very limited time, which if that's the case, then then I understand. But I think to me, once Michael left the office, that was the end of that show. And there were still some good moments. Like I love James Spader's take uh, as Robert California in the later seasons, but yeah, to me, Michael Scott was the office. But my number two is Dr. Gregory House from House MD. One of my favorite shows of all time. And I loved the development. And this is a recurring thing, but I loved seeing the development of his character. And yeah, House was still a total jerk by the end of the show, but you could tell that in his own way that there were certain people that he cared about and I didn't really care for the final episode and how they wrapped up everyone's story, but still as a character, I loved his, his interaction with his various teams that he had throughout the course of, of that show's run. And he had some of the best one liners and ones that, you know, in no way could you say them in real life and get away with them. But, I, I loved Hugh Laurie's take on that character. One of the best characters to me in television. But my number one, and this is even more special now because I got to meet the man behind the character at Pensacon this year, is Norm Peterson from Cheers, played by George Went. As a kid, I loved his one-liners. I thought he was 
the best part of that whole show. I loved how when he'd walk in a room, everybody would yell, Norm! And it was just so cool. Like It made him seem like a really popular person. And then when he would go in other bars or other restaurants, you'd hear people yell, Norm, and it became a, a gag on the show. What made Cheers so special is that I felt like every character was important. Yeah, the show was centered around Sam Malone, but it also dealt with his dealings with his employees and his customers. And Norm was everyone's favorite bar customer, never paid his bar tab, constantly unemployed. He was a lovable loser in a way because a lot of people can relate to that. You know, there are people who try really hard to do things or in some cases not try hard at all. But either way, you know, you'd see Norm. I remember one episode specifically when he gets the job opportunity to be a beer taster in one of the later seasons. But he ends up butchering the the formal introduction to the president of the organization. And he doesn't get the job, even though he was perfect for it and did great leading up to it. But his nerves got the best of him. And I think everybody can relate to that. And that's that's what made Cheers so special is that it had so many characters that were relatable in so many different ways. And I, to me, there's not another show quite like it, at least in, in my viewing experience. I'm sure there, there are, but Cheers will always be that show whenever you think of relatable characters that I'll instantly be drawn to. And it, it was really cool, you know, years later, knowing that you know, like my mom was a huge fan of the show. She was the one who introduced me to it. And... When the show started, it was dead last in the ratings, and then years later became the number one show in America, and over 80 million people watched the final episode. That, to me, is an impact in the world of film and television, and Norm's character was a huge part of that, and I think he's a lot of people's favorite character from that show. So that is my top five list for live-action television characters. Let's dive into everyone else's list. First up, we have uh, my wonderful fiance, Samantha Owens. Her honorable mentions are Barry Allen from The Flash, Creed from The Office. When it comes to secondary characters, he's absolutely my favorite, just because you don't know what he's going to say. And then Chandler from Friends. And Friends is a show that I've watched the first few episodes of it and kind of seen it sparingly. I would like to watch it from beginning to end at some point, but I definitely see the appeal of why so many people loved it. And of course we have the, the friends reunion coming up uh, here very soon on HBO max, but her number five is Spencer Reed from criminal minds number four. And she got me on a technicality with this, but I have to count it because the show is starting in a couple of weeks, Loki from the upcoming Loki series. And I can't wait when it comes to like the immediate Marvel properties that are coming up. I'm really excited about the Loki show. And I just hope it's really goofy and campy fun because I think that's what it should be. I thought WandaVision was great. I thought Falcon and Winter Soldier was really good. So the expectations I believe are pretty high for Loki, especially because that character is so popular. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Number three is David Rose from Schitt's Creek. Number two, Sherlock Holmes 
from the Sherlock series, as I mentioned earlier. And number one is Michael Scott from The Office. Brandon Rutledge, his honorable mentions are Skylar from Heroes, Negan from The Walking Dead. He had one of the best introductions of any character because you were immediately afraid of him when he showed up. Kel Kimball from Keenan and Kel, he also throws in Who Loves Orange Soda? I loved Keenan and Kel back when I was a kid. Uh, Mr. McMahon from uh, the Attitude Era of Wrestling, played, of course, by Vince McMahon, and he says, you're fired. I can't do a Vince McMahon impression, and that was a terrible attempt, and I apologize for that. But, uh, yeah, I think when it comes to the Attitude Era, he, he was definitely the best villain of the Attitude Era. He just played that evil corporate boss so perfectly. And I think he will go down in history as I think he's the best villain of the Attitude Era, but I think he will also go down in history as one of the best villains in wrestling history. And people forget during the late 90s and early 2000s, wrestling was one of the most popular shows on TV. You'd see packed out arenas. You know, I remember going into to middle and high school and people were wearing NWO shirts. They were wearing DX shirts couldn't really wear a Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt, but I'm sure if they had been allowed, a lot of people would have wore them. And then uh, Mando and Grogu from The Mandalorian. Grogu, of course, is also known as Baby Yoda. Number five, Howard Wolowitz from The Big Bang Theory. I haven't watched that show yet, and a lot of people are surprised that I haven't, but eventually I will. There's just such a huge backlog that I have of shows that I haven't watched. Number four, Claire Bennett from Heroes. Dario Cueto from Lucha Underground. That's another thing that I need to watch, too. Number two, Coach Creighton from All That. And number one, Jack Tripper from Three's Company. Wade Vatican, honorable mentions. Uh, I actually got to give Wade a shout-out because uh, he is now working with the Blue Wahoos and uh, got to chat with him a little bit in person a few days ago before one of the games, so... Definitely look forward to seeing you out at the ballpark more, Wade. Honorable mentions are Winnie Cooper from The Wonder Years, Joey Tribbiani from Friends, and Marshall Erickson from How I Met Your Mother. Number five, Dr. Gregory House from the House series. Number four, Johnny Lawrence from Cobra Kai. Three, uh, Ponch from Chips, also known as Frank Pacciarello. Number two, Al Bundy from Married with Children. And number one, Norm Peterson from Cheers. Norm! Bill Lyons, his honorable mentions are Dan Connor from Roseanne and Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. That's another great character, too. Uh, In no particular order, Alf, and he throws in, he's out of this world, baby. Johnny Lawrence from Cobra Kai. Norm from Cheers. Captain Jean-Luc Picard from Star Trek TNG. I always loved when the villains would throw that little twist on his name. It's not Picard, it's Picard. And Hawkeye Pierce from MASH. Tyler Watson, uh, his number five, Artie, the strongest man in the world from The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Number four, Squirrely Dan from Letterkenny. Number three, The Doctor from Doctor Who. And I'm also curious, uh, Tyler, if you're listening to this, I'm curious to know what your favorite Doctor is from that series. I'm personally partial to David Tennant, 
But I also thought Matt Smith was really good. I think Christopher Eccleston was a little underrated. And I haven't watched all of Capaldi's run yet, as well as, and I can't remember the actress's name who's the most recent Doctor. But I, I'm very far behind on Doctor Who, but I, I do enjoy it from what I've watched of it. Number two, Batman from Batman 66. And number one, Jean-Luc Picard from Star Trek The Next Generation. Next up, we have Billy Billiot. Number five, Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Number four, The Doctor from Doctor Who. Again, I'd be curious uh, to know which incarnation of the Doctor you're talking about, or if it's just the character in general. Uh, number three is Autolycus from Hercules, The Legendary Journeys. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, Hoban Washburn from Firefly and Duncan McLeod from Highlander is his number one. Jason Robbins, my co-host over on the Nerd Cave Retro Show, his in no particular order. Hawkeye Pierce from MASH. Fred G. Sanford from Sanford and Son. Captain Mao from Firefly. Dwight Schrute from The Office. And Dr. Cox from Scrubs. And finally, we have the official fact checker to the Nerd Cave Retro podcast himself, Mr. Wally Phelps. Hope you're feeling better, Wally. Number five, Kermit the Frog from The Muppet Show. Yay! Number four, Michael Scott from The Office. Three, Buffy Summers from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Two, Robert Petrie from The Dick Van Dyke Show. And number one, Walter White from Breaking Bad. A lot of good lists. And it's funny because uh, there are a few that have the same, like a couple had uh, Captain Picard, uh, Walter White. So there, there are some that cross over that are widely considered as, you know, some of the best characters in television. But I, I love reading everyone else's list because, you know, I didn't even think of the, the live action Nickelodeon shows like Pete and Pete or all that. I'm definitely going to have whenever we do. Um, the top five animated versions uh, of TV characters. I definitely have some Nickelodeon characters on those because I was a huge Nickelodeon fan when I was a kid. And I, I still very much value those shows in a, in a sentimental way. But that's pretty much going to do it for this week's episode. I know this was a bit of a shorter show, so I do apologize for that. Uh, next week, as I mentioned, will be the Defending Bad Movies panel from Pensacon 2021 featuring Jason Robbins, Julio Diaz, and Mr. Michael Dixon will be uh, both video and audio. I actually remembered to bring my camera for this year. Uh, so you'll get on YouTube, you'll get the video version. And of course, there's a traditional audio version as well. I've got a couple of exciting uh, prospects coming up over the next couple of weeks as far as interview uh, potential and doing the show over the next few months is going to be a little challenging. I have decided that I am going to keep doing the show for longtime listeners. You remember back in 2019 when we had baseball, I took a break during the summer and I don't really want to do that for multiple reasons, but the biggest one being is that, you know, this show is an outlet for me as far as getting to talk about things that I don't normally get to in most everyday life, you know, whenever I'm at work, especially this time of year, we're so busy with baseball that you don't really get to have too many like non-work related conversations. So uh, still going to keep doing it. Going to have new shows out every Thursday. 
Um, still be doing Nerd Cave Retro over on that show every week as well that I'm able to. Um, but yeah, got some fun things coming up uh, over the next couple of weeks here on the show. Probably sprinkle in some live shows, maybe some live AMAs. Might do one of those a month during this period. And then after September, when baseball is over, we'll get much more back to a normal routine that you've seen um, over the last several months. So uh, thank you all, as always, for tuning in. If you want to subscribe to the show, I'm on uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast for free. Just search for The Derek Diamond Experience. And if you could, please leave a review. The more reviews I get, the more visible I become to the podcasting public. I also post the video versions directly to Facebook, as well as my YouTube channel. Just search for Derek Diamond and you can find the episodes there. If you want to follow me on social media, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at D Diamond Podcast. Every week on Instagram, I post a one-minute preview of interviews, uh, top five lists like this. It's a little, little tease for the, uh, for the Instagram viewers. Um, I'm also on Patreon at patreon.com slash ddiamondpodcast. And of course, thank you to my close friends, the Unicorn Wranglers, for providing the theme music for the podcast. You can check out all their music on Apple Music, Google Play, and Spotify. That's going to do it for this week's show. Enjoy the rest of your week. Have a safe and fun weekend. Thank you for tuning in to another awesome episode of the Derek Diamond Experience. I am your host, Derek Diamond, and we'll see you guys back here next Thursday. <laughs>